Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hey, this is Doc Washburn. I do the afternoon drive talk show on News Radio 1029 KRN, Mark Levin's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas. And as always, it's an honor to be filling in for the great one. If you want to speak with me and Mark's listeners all over America, the number to call to get in on the show is 877-381-3811. I hope you're as, a th- as thankful as I am that we were spared a President Hillary four years ago by the grace of God. I hope you're as concerned as I am about the dark forces that are arrayed against our president and our very way of life. Now, I'm not exaggerating when I say the Democrat Party is encouraging mob violence in the streets of cities like Seattle, Portland, Chicago, Minneapolis, New York, Washington, D.C., and even Kenosha, Wisconsin. If you're paying attention at all, you know that young, white, Antifa thugs are not burning down black-owned businesses because they're upset about the death of George Floyd. If you're paying attention at all, You know they're not rioting and looting because they're upset the Kenosha police shot a man who was resisting arrest. If you're paying attention at all, you know they didn't murder a man in Portland over the weekend because they believe that's an effective way to combat systemic racism. You know, I was never a big fan of Howard Stern, but a while back I came across a video on YouTube of what happened on his show on September 11th, 2001. And it is one of the most serious and compelling things I have ever seen. You had a a studio full of guys who were used to having fun on the radio who all of a sudden realized, okay, wait a minute. Our country, our way of life was under attack. Let me tell you something. It is under attack again. What does it tell you that Hillary Clinton has publicly announced that Joe Biden should not concede defeat in the presidential election under any circumstances. Now, one of the hallmarks of our constitutional republic has always been the peaceful transfer of power. And the person who was the Democrat nominee for president four years ago, is now saying, the hell with that. Throw that out. We're not going to have a peaceful transfer of power. I don't care anybody says. Too much is at stake here. Has this occurred to you? Have you thought about this? That once again, our republic, our very way of life, is under attack. Now, I plan to play the audio... If Hillary's saying that a little bit later, but first things first. The Democrat Party has been taken over by hardcore socialists. If you don't believe, believe me, just go to Joe Biden's website. It's all there. 
But these socialists are endorsing violence because they believe might makes right. And desperate people sometimes do desperate things. Now, tomorrow is going to mark the two-month anniversary of Democrats in the United States Senate refusing to support a non-binding resolution to condemn mob violence. Now, you might say, but Doc, I've seen Joe Biden and Kamala Harris come out and forcefully denounce violence recently. Well, sure, recently. You know why? Because Don Lemon said on CNN recently, the polls have begun to show American voters are concerned about violence in our streets recently. But Biden's staffers have been raising a lot of money to bail rioters out of jail for months. And Kamala Harris has been publicly soliciting donations on social media to pay the bail of rioters for months. And they sure didn't condemn the violence two weeks ago at the Democrat National Convention, did they? And they still haven't specifically condemned the Marxist Antifa thugs and the Marxist Black Lives Matter organization. As the great Kimberly Strassel says over the Wall Street Journal, a Biden speech on violence in which he never wants names BLM or Antifa. He instead calls out right-wing militants, white supremacists, vigilantes who infiltrate protests carrying weapons of war. Not like Biden actually wrote the speech, but you get the idea. Democrat mayors in big cities have clearly had their police on stand-down orders regarding Antifa and Black Lives Matter violence and rioters for quite some time now. For all Mark's listeners of Freedom 970 in, in Portland, you realize Antifa tried to burn down the building your mayor lives in last night and he still won't ask President Trump for federal help to stop the rioting that has been going on in Portland for over three months. Now, I want to give you some examples of well-known Democrat politicians and entertainment figures encouraging violence. And then I want to play you some alarming video from Washington, D.C. from over the weekend that should have gotten the speaker arrested, but as far as I know, didn't, because Ms. Bowser is the mayor. All right, first of all, here is the montage, and I'll try to... um, try to tell you who each one of the speakers is, of famous Democrats encouraging and endorsing violence, courtesy of the guys over at the Cauldron Pool. Let's see if I got the, uh, the level right on this, guys. Speaker Nancy Pelosi. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. MSNBC's Donnie Deutsch. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. Congresswoman Ayanna Presley on MSNBC. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Speaker Pelosi again. Enemies of the state. Chris Fredo Cuomo on CNN. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite. And peaceful. It's in the First Amendment, Fredo Cuomo, the right of the people peaceably to assemble. I mean, you're just a licensed attorney with a law degree from Fordham, so I wouldn't expect you to be familiar with the United States Constitution. Former Attorney General Eric Holder. When they go low, we kick. 
Former George W. Bush and McCain staffer Nicole Wallace on MSNBC. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Don Lemon on CNN. Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. Nicole Wallace on MSNBC again. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. Robert De Niro. I'd like to punch him in the face. Joe Biden. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Netflix TV star David Harbour at the Academy Awards. Punch some people in the face. Johnny Depp. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? Never Trump grifter Rick Wilson. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Broadway star Carol Cook. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? Madonna. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Missouri State Senator Maria Chappelle Nadal. A Missouri State Senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. Maxine Waters. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Anti-Maxine again. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Speaker Pelosi again. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Kamala Harris telling Stephen Colbert the rioting will continue even after Trump is reelected. Everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. Maxine Waters again. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wow. You know, i got to tell you something. It sounds like they really mean it. Steve Scalise understands they really mean it. He was nearly killed when a 66-year-old Bernie Sanders fan showed up at a baseball field in northern Virginia three summers ago, determined to murder as many Republican members of Congress as he could. Now, I want to know, have you heard this next piece of audio from over the weekend? This was in Washington, D.C., and the speaker here sounds serious, and I had to bleep out a whole lot of cuss words. But, I mean, this should get you arrested in any city of America, but it doesn't look like it did in the city where the mayor is Muriel Bowser. Check this out. I'm at the point where I'm ready to put these police in the fucking grave. I'm at the point where I want to burn the White House down. I want to take it to the senators. I want to take it to the Congress. I want to take the fight to them. And at the end of the day, if they ain't going to hear us, we burn them the f*** down. I'm one that talk real I talk it in New York, and I talk it in D.C. The same way I f*** police up in New York, I f*** cops up here in D.C. The same way I bust police in the head in New York, I bust police in the head in D.C. Now, it's a lot of people, and I'm going to be honest, it's a lot of people that's on this front line. And one of the things that I always say, don't get on this front line if you ain't going to fight. 
Don't get on this front line if you ain't gonna take no hit. Don't get on this front line when the police can push up, you push back. If you gonna be on this front line and them racist, nasty, punk, fucking police is pushing up, you push the fuck up. Now, in my humble opinion, if D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser actually wanted her police officers to keep the peace, they would have arrested this guy on the spot. But as far as I can tell, that did not happen. Now, coming up, coming up, I've got a few words to say about George Floyd and some uh, recent developments that have come up in the murder case on George Floyd. Some things that, uh, you know, if you're tuning in for the first time in a while, you may not have heard. Again, if you want to get into the conversation, it's 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive in Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I want to turn now to George Floyd. When I first saw the video of Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin holding him down with his knee on his neck, I was horrified. I didn't understand what was going on. I heard George Floyd was saying, like, I can't breathe. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. But then when the body cam video was leaked, showing George Floyd saying, I can't breathe while standing next to the police car and while he was in the back seat, I was like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Now, wait a minute. But have you heard the latest? The Hennepin County, Minnesota Medical Examiner's Report finally came out last week and stated George Floyd was not killed by the police, but he actually died of an overdose of fentanyl. The report was dated June 1st, but apparently the authorities in Minnesota sat on it for like three months. Gee, I wonder why. Well, as former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel famously said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Now, Sarah Taylor over the blaze has this bombshell. Defense attorney Eric J. Nelson, lawyer for former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, said the late George Floyd was the victim of a careless overdose rather than police homicide. Authorities charged Chauvin with murder in connection with George Floyd's May death, which stemmed from an altercation purportedly involving counterfeit money in light of the allegations 
Attorney Nelson is requesting a judge drop all charges against Chauvin, who has pleaded not guilty. An attorney for one of the other officers involved in Floyd's death also says body cam footage shows the moment Floyd reportedly ingested a lethal amount of drugs. Right there on the body cam. According to a Monday report from ABC News, Attorney Nelson filed a motion in Hennepin County, Minnesota District Court last Friday, alleging the prosecution has not shown probable cause and charging Chauvin with second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. In the motion, Chauvin's attorney insists the former police officer carried out Floyd's detainment by the book, including, including the use of a maximal restraint technique. Nelson said Chauvin believed the technique was necessary out of concern that Floyd could harm himself or Chauvin and his fellow officers during the detainment. Nelson has said that Chauvin and other responding officers were trying to help Floyd, who was clearly acting erratically during the detainment out of concern for the man and the possibility he might fall and strike his head, be hit by an oncoming vehicle on the road, and more. Nelson insisted the Minneapolis Police Department has approved training materials on such use of force, which shows an officer placing a knee on a subject's neck in order to subdue him. The motion also noted the autopsy on George Floyd concluded there was both fentanyl and methamphetamine in the late suspect system, otherwise known as a speedball. George Floyd, who suffered from hypertensive heart disease as well as arteriosclerosis and hypertension, also reportedly was positive for COVID-19 at the time of his death. A portion of the motion read, put simply, Mr. Floyd could not breathe because he had ingested a lethal dose of fentanyl and possibly a speedball combined with sickle cell trait, his pre-existing heart conditions, Mr. Floyd's use of fentanyl and methamphetamine most likely killed him. Adding fentanyl and methamphetamine to Mr. Floyd's existing health issues was tantamount to lighting a fuse on a bomb. Hennepin County Medical Examiner Dr. Andrew Baker also added that if George Floyd were found dead in any other circumstance, in this case, home alone and no other, no other apparent causes, this could be acceptable to call an overdose. The Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office ruled George Floyd's death a homicide, determining that he died because of cardiopulmonary arrest complicating law enforcement subdural, pardon me, subdual restraint and neck compression. But the autopsy report found no apparent bruising or trauma to Floyd's neck, neck muscles, or back as a result of the restraint. Judge Peter Cahill will address Nelson's motion in a September 11th court hearing, according to ABC. But do you think the mainstream media is going to widely report on this? Of course not. You think Democrat politicians are going to say, oops, guess we goofed? Not a chance. But why would a Republican politician, a deep red state like Arkansas, continue to insist George Floyd was killed because he was black? I'll tell you why after the break. More coming up. Doc Washburn in for the great one. Mark Levin. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. 
That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Hey, Doc Washburn in for the great one. In from Little Rock, Arkansas. Always an honor to be here. Always an honor to be here. So we're talking about the George Floyd situation and talking about the fact that the medical examiner's report on George Floyd's death Dated June 1st, they finally released last week and saying, uh, yeah, he uh, he actually wasn't killed by the police. He died of an overdose of fentanyl. So obviously the mainstream media is going to do their best to ignore this. Democrat politicians are going to do their best to ignore this. But why would a Republican politician in a deep red state like Arkansas continue to insist that that George Floyd George Floyd died because he was black. This is just the craziest thing and I I haven't been able to figure it out um, in Arkansas the state that I live in it seems our governor agrees with Rahm Emanuel the idea of not letting, not letting a good crisis go to waste. So Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson recently announced he's going to push for hate crimes legislation for the state of Arkansas. Now, frankly, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, I, I don't agree with, with hate crimes myself. Hate crimes laws, that is. I think it'd be a much better idea to just if somebody is found guilty of murdering somebody else and, you know, why should it matter? The skin color, religion, sexual preference or whatever of the victim or for that matter of the perpetrator. You know, if somebody is found guilty and, and they, you know, we got a legal system. So they go, they go through all the, uh, the appeals and everything. But why not just give them capital punishment for murdering somebody, whether the victim was white and the perpetrator was black or is the other way around or they're both white or they're both black or whatever? Why should we have protected classes in America? I just think that's crazy. But, but 
when I heard that Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge stood up at the podium at the governor's hate crimes press conference and said this. Or when George Floyd was killed simply because he was black. I was like, wait, what? Seriously? Okay, now, in in case you're thinking, yeah, 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 Doc, you're taking that out of context. That's only four seconds long. Okay, let me play it for you in context. It doesn't get any better than that. Let me make sure I got a little bit of volume on it. Okay, here we go. When unspeakable crimes are committed against people, like when Robert Bowers targeted the Tree of Life synagogue, killing 11, wounding six others, including a law enforcement officer responding to the shooting, or when George Floyd was killed simply because he was black, or a five-year-old Cannon Hennett died simply because he was white. We must take action. Action is long overdue. These crimes cannot be tolerated, and we must send a clear message. Okay, so Cannon Hennett was the five-year-old white boy in Wilson, North Carolina who was allegedly murdered in cold blood by his next-door neighbor who was a black man in his 20s. But the family said, this doesn't make any sense. We lived side-by-side peaceably for years. We can't imagine there's any racial component. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe they'll figure that out at the trial. But when the medical examiner's report came out, came out in Minnesota a few days after Leslie Rutledge said George Floyd was killed simply because he was black, and the medical examiner's report said George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose, I contacted the Arkansas Attorney General's spokesperson to see if she was going to retract what she had said about the death of George Floyd. And the response I received was a resounding no. Seriously. The spokesperson for the Arkansas Attorney General recommended I refer to her earlier statements about George Floyd. You know, the statements she made before the body cam video was released with George Floyd saying, I can't breathe while he's standing beside the police car. The statements she made before the medical examiner's report came out saying he died of a fentanyl overdose. The comments she made back when a lot of us still thought the police had killed George Floyd. Now, I I find that remarkable. By the time Leslie Rutledge said George Floyd was killed simply because he was black, the body cam video was already out there. I can't breathe standing next to the police car. I can't breathe in the backseat of the police car. But the Attorney General of the State of Arkansas, the governor's designated representative, to that wonderful RNC we all saw on TV last week, and one of the two announced candidates for Republican nomination for governor in 2022, continues to insist George Floyd was killed simply because he was black. I mean, at what... You're the top law enforcement officer of a particular state. Shouldn't you be supporting law enforcement to some extent? I mean, we all thought the police killed him at first, right? Right. And now the evidence is rolling out, and we're all given pause, I would hope. Anyway, given the available evidence, I can certainly understand how a progressive liberal Democrat attorney general 
like Keith Ellison in Minnesota, who want to continue prosecuting Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd, what I simply cannot understand is how a Republican attorney general of a deep red state in Arkansas would cling to this assertion. Or when George Floyd was killed simply because he was black. Despite all the evidence to the contrary. Now, by the way, a lot of people are calling Kyle Rittenhouse a murderer. He's a 17-year-old guy who allegedly shot three people, killing two in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the weekend. The videos I've seen look like self-defense, but the courts will figure that all out. In the meantime, the great L. Lynn Wood, who represented falsely accused Olympic Park bomber Richard Jewell and falsely accused Covington High School student Nicholas Sandman in the defamation lawsuits, he's representing Kyle Rittenhouse. And I guess that doesn't sit well with some of the powers that be because Twitter has now suspended the great Lynn Wood, who recently said on Twitter how careful he has been not to violate any of their terms of service. Remarkable, isn't it? Just remarkable. All right, um, 877-381-3811 if you would like to... uh, Get on the program. Let me uh, see if we can uh, fit a couple of calls in here before the next break. Let me go with um, Chris in Frederick, Maryland. I'm sure listening on the great WMAL out of D.C. Chris, you're on the Mark Levin Show with Doc Washburn. What's up? Yeah, I just wanted to say that I think we've sort of let the left define, um, and we need to somehow figure this out, but we've kind of let them define the value of life. You know, this life is more valuable than that life. Yeah. With, I mean, with abortion being legal since the 70s, and now, like you said, with hate crime legislation, um, which is basically just saying, well, you know, if you accost this person, then you should get a, uh, a more severe sentence than if you accosted that person, simply right. because of the color of their skin. Right. So <clears throat> I think we just need to take back the... Somehow we need to redefine or define what the intrinsic value of life really is, because otherwise we're just basically operating off of the premise. Like, life is not valuable in the womb. Life is more valuable if you're this skin color. If you're this skin color, you're protected. If you're this skin color, you're not. I mean, that's just basically we're playing defense, the right, the conservatives. We're playing defense against all these arbitrary rules set up by the left, which, you know, you're... uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, if you're a conservative Christian, you're looking to the Bible and how God defines sure. the intrinsic value of, of all life, because we're all created in His image. But Absolutely. Left, you know, they say, okay, it's not important before you're born, when you pop out, if, you know, hundreds of years ago you were a slave and you're this skin color, well, now you're protected more than these people. I mean, this is just, it's just a, um, you know, you're operating on all these False premises, basically. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you why that is. Uh, There's something called the Frankfurt School. Some uh, hardcore socialists who were able to flee from Germany when when Nazis, the Hitler, was taken over. And they came over, they got entrenched in Columbia University. And they came up with this idea of critical race theory and intersectionality. And that is being forced down our children's throats, not just in colleges and universities, 
but in public schools these days. And I'm wondering, Chris, if you think that one of the ways to fight back against this is this school choice idea that President Trump is really pushing for and hopes to uh, enact once once he gets reelected. I know Senator Tim Scott out of South Carolina has really been pushing for it, too. In other words, um, children you know, of low-income families should not be forced into these government public schools. I'm all for that, but at the same time, if all these schools, even in the, you know, affluent neighborhoods are being forced to teach a particular curriculum or, you know, everybody in the school just wants yeah. to teach. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say, uh, Chris, uh, before I run out of time here, is that, you know, private schools shouldn't be forced to teach anything. And if we can really give the public schools uh, some competition, that could change everything. And I, and I certainly hope that it will. Chris, great call, brother. God bless you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. More of your calls coming up at 877-381-3811 as we talk about the Democrat-endorsed violence in our cities. And we look forward to election night, November 3rd. Doc Washburn filling of the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive in Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, Tuesday night, September 1st. I mentioned earlier in this hour how taken I was when I came across the YouTube video of the Howard Stern Show from September 11th, 2001, and then I started watching other YouTube videos from that day. The Today Show, Good Morning America, Fox and Friends, and how serious and compelling The coverage was because our way of life, our constitutional republic, was under attack. Well, you know what? When you have the 2016 Democrat presidential nominee saying the following, you realize that our system of government, our way of life, which relies on the peaceful transfer of power, is under attack again. I cannot stress this strongly enough. Here is Hillary Clinton. So we've got to have a massive 
legal operation. I know the Biden campaign is working on that. We have to have poll workers, and I urge people who are able to uh, be a poll worker. We have to have our own uh, teams of people to counter the the force of intimidation that the Republicans and Trump are going to put outside polling places. This is a big organizational challenge, but at least we know more about what they're going to do. And, you know, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out. And eventually, I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch. Yeah, she's saying, don't concede. We'll eventually steal it. Now, I got to say something. Have you ever been watching the television news and somebody says something, you start kind of fussing at the, at the TV? I mean, even if it's somebody that 99% of the time you like what they say, and then you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. So my confession, I love Harris Faulkner on Fox News. She is fantastic 99% of the time. She makes very compelling and cogent points 99% of the time. But when this video of Hillary saying Joe Biden should not concede came out the other day, Harris Faulkner saying, well, you know, we got Hillary Clinton saying that uh, Joe Biden should not concede on election night if it's close. I'm like, no, 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 Harris, that's not what she said. That's not what she said. No, not just on election night, not just if it's close. Here's what Hillary said. Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances. That's pretty widespread. Why? Because she says, give us enough time, we'll steal it. I think this is going to drag out. And eventually, I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch. Pray for a landslide. I think we're going to get it. Pray for a landslide. I think we're going to get it. And that's no knock against Harris Faulkner. We all make mistakes. I think she's fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. All right, let me go with uh, Sarah in Cleveland. Sarah, you are on the Mark, Sh- uh, Mark Levin Show with Doc Washburn. Got about a minute and a half. Let's make it count. What you got? Um, I'm I'm just very concerned about everyone and just how they're acting. Uh, just to me, it seems a little childlike. That they're just resorting to everything that it has to do with race and not just looking at it as it is. Everything to them is just having that one mentality, I feel like. And yeah. so that it just it feels like I'm not... Like, as a conservative, me starting out my life and trying to um, uh, find my job because I'm not even out of college yet, I'm afraid that if I even be on one side, that I'm going to either not get the job, I'm going to get silenced or something like that. Like, I have that fear almost 75% of the time I go and meet new people, and I don't even tell them I'm conservative. I don't tell them I have people that I I know from from law enforcement because I'm afraid of what they're going to say about me. And it's been happening for a while. I, I don't blame you. I'm, I'm wondering if you have thought about maybe relocating to a more conservative area, not to mention the weather's a lot nicer in the south. I know a lot of people who've moved down here from the northeast or the midwest and like, yeah, I don't want to go back. Has that ever crossed your mind? Um, it has, but I'm I'm also broke. So I'm I really moving And, and you probably have a lot of family in the Cleveland area, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just really hard for me to just get my voice out 
and just even say anything because I feel like I don't have the freedom of speech anymore because of all the stuff that's going on. No, I, I, I don't blame you for feeling that way, Sarah, and, and I will be praying for you. Uh, we're up against the uh, the top of the hour news break, but I think a lot of things are going to change for the better after election night. God bless you. Thank you so much for calling in. Coming up, have we been played on the Chinese communist coronavirus? There's some new stuff out there that you may not have heard about yet. Coming up right after the top of the hour. Doc Washburn for Mark From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hey, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one from his affiliate, News Radio 1029 KARN in Little Rock, Arkansas. All right, now I want to see a show of hands. Who thinks that we may have been getting played to one extent or another on the Chinese communist coronavirus? Well, I do. Now, early on, I was taking this very seriously. I followed the world coronavirus map and the map for the state I live in very closely. I stopped doing that when the New York Health Department announced they were going to count 3,500 deaths of people they hadn't actually tested, but they thought probably had COVID a few months ago. Then I noticed the CDC changed their website without telling anyone to say you can't really contract COVID from dry surfaces after all. And that's when I uh, stopped wearing a mask to the grocery store. Well, until the governor of the state of Arkansas imposed a mask mandate. And and that's also when I stopped spraying everything I brought home from the grocery store with a 70% alcohol solution. Because, again, I had been taking that very seriously. But the CDC did what they call a stealth edit. They changed their website without telling anyone to say you can't really contract COVID from dry surfaces after all. Hey, CDC, thanks so much for not telling 50 state governors. Then one of the top medical experts with the World Health Organization announced you can't really catch COVID from people who don't have symptoms after all. Then the videos came out from uh, Dr. Fauci and the Surgeon General from way back in March pleading with healthy people not to wear masks, you know, a couple of months before they were pleading with healthy people to wear masks. Then the CDC director admitted that hospitals have a financial incentive to count deaths as COVID-related. Oh, what? Really? Then I read a remarkable article several weeks ago in the American Spectator called Questions for Dr. Fauci. It's an open letter from three MDs to Fauci, or as a great one affectionately refers to him, Anthony Tony Fauci Fauci. But the letter makes the irrefutable case that hydroxychloroquine works 
when given to patients within the first five to seven days of the commencement of symptoms. As far as I can tell, Anthony, Tony, Fauci, Fauci, Dr. Fauci has not responded. But have you, have you heard the latest? I turn now to a gentleman who has been all over Fox News, a lot of mainstream media, a lot of radio talk shows recently. He's a much better public speaker than I will ever be. John MacArthur, pastor and best-selling author. I haven't made really any comments about COVID or the lockdown and whatever else is going on in what is called a pandemic. I don't want to offer myself as any kind of an expert, but a rather telling report came out this week. And for the first time, we heard the truth. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, which is the national organization, government organization, that is to report to us the truth about disease, said that in truth. Six percent of the deaths that have occurred can be directly attributable to COVID. Ninety-four percent cannot. Of the 160,000 people that have died, 9,210 actually died from COVID. There is no pandemic. And at that point, the place erupted in applause. And he went on to say, you know, we've been meeting together now for weeks and weeks and weeks. No masks, no socialist distancing. Yeah, socialist distancing. And nobody we know has it. Even though if what they're saying is true, then a lot of us should. So really, so fewer than 10,000 people died from just COVID. According to the CDC. So how's that different from the H1N1? I don't think it is. May I make a prediction? I predict President Donald J. Trump will fire Dr. Fauci November 4th. You know, if Fauci and Burks were the experts we all thought they were, why did 40 governors shut down their states? Well, let me play you a little bit more audio from a different speaker now. Let me play for you. What the great Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, said today about this whole mess. We will never do any of these lockdowns again. And I hear people say they'll shut down the country. And honestly, I cringe because we know places that have done that. When he says, I hear people say they'll shut down the country, you know, he's talking about Biden. Biden's, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Well, shut down the whole country. Yeah, I'll do that as president. That's what the science tells us. <laughs> Is it time for my jello pudding pops yet? The most draconian lockdown in the world has been Peru, military in force since March. They have the highest per capita mortality in the world from COVID. Sounds great to Biden's handlers. And at best, what a lockdown will do is delay. It does not reduce the ultimate uh, mortality, but I think Dr. Alice would agree 
it creates a lot of other problems uh, with mortality that a lot of people don't necessarily focus on. And so one of the things I've tried to stress in the last couple weeks in particular is COVID's important, but if you look, we have about 6% of our beds are filled with COVID-positive patients. All those individuals we care about, their families, everything, we need to be there for them. But out of 22 million people, we've got issues with people delaying cancer screenings, not coming in for heart or stroke. We've lost ground on the opioids since March. But wait, that's not all. Not only do 94% of the people they say died from COVID-19 have an average of 2.6 other comorbidities, Not only is the real number of people who only die from COVID-19 a little over 9,000, but now, over the weekend, even the New York Times finally admitted we have probably been testing for COVID all wrong, and 90% of our positives may actually be false. The New York Times admitted that over the weekend. Now, let me take you to an article from the great Stacey Lennox over at PJ Media entitled, Finally, the CDC publishes COVID-19 testing guidance that makes sense. She says, you know, it's good news when CNN and their bobbleheads are very upset. On Monday, that's Monday last week, The CDC updated its testing guidelines to say that not everyone needs to get a test for COVID-19. You only need a test if you have symptoms or have had close contact with an infected individual. They finally determined, the CDC, close contact, their definition is to be within six feet of an infected individual for at least 15 minutes. So why the masks? Direct quote from the CDC updated guidelines. If you do not have COVID-19 symptoms and have not had close contact with someone known to have a COVID-19 infection, you do not need to be tested. But wait! The CDC guidelines went even further. If you have been in close contact within six feet of a person with a COVID-19 infection for at least 15 minutes, but do not have symptoms, you do not necessarily need a test unless you are a vulnerable individual or your health care provider or state or public or local public health officials recommend you take one. So now, the CDC goes on to say that if you're not at high risk, you should monitor yourself for symptoms and get testing under the protocols for symptomatic individuals. This revision should bring an immediate end to screening protocols for employers, schools, and just about everywhere else. And though Dr. Leanna Wen, former Planned Parenthood director, says this makes no sense, it's actually entirely consistent. Nordic countries have accelerated their opening and abandoned COVID-19 testing plans. On July 17, 2020, the CDC updated its guidelines to discourage retesting individuals who have recovered from COVID-19. This change was a research-based decision attributed to a greater understanding of how long a person remains infectious. Additionally, 
and highlighted one of the significant flaws in the PCR test used to detect the virus. And I had to look up the PCR, what, what that meant. It's, it's a DNA test that gets really, 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 really specific. And in this case, maybe too specific. According to the CDC guidance, if you take a test and test positive, you do not need to repeat a test. Unless your illness required hospitalization, you can return to normal activities like work or school after the passage of 10 days from the onset of symptoms and 24 hours from when any fever has subsided on its own without the aid of any fever-reducing medications. Research the CD cited has demonstrated that a person with symptoms is no longer infectious under these conditions. In order to be contagious, a person must be harboring viruses capable of replicating with a load significant enough to transmit the disease. These parameters appear to have been established to the CDC's satisfaction. Generally, the CDC has been quite conservative in its assessments, so the evidence must be substantial. So when the CDC advised against retesting, it specifically stated that the PCR test can amplify RNA from a virus no longer capable of replicating for 90 days post-recovery. It would be typical to find this in recovered patients after their immune system has defeated COVID-19. It can also be found in individuals who have never been infected by the virus. So positive test has never in- indicated an active infection or the ability to transmit the disease to others in the absence of symptoms. It could simply mean an individual has reactive T cells that eliminate COVID-19 through an exquisite and healthy immune response. This process may still leave viral debris in their airway that a PCR test can detect. So again, it looks like we've been testing it all wrong and possibly 90% of the positives are false positives. I think it's time to open stuff up. Also time for me to go to a break. 877-381-3811. If you want to get into the conversation, I'm Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. You know what I hate? Overpaying for something. We're already taxed to death. Then you pile on all the other services holding us hostage to high rates. Home internet, cable, utilities. Then there's your cell phone bill. AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. They all want to charge you for data you'll never need and so-called perks you'll never use. Thank goodness for Pure Talk USA. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same coverage, same towers, same bars, but costs you half with no contract and no excessive fees. Right now, enjoy unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data, all for just $20 a month. The average person is saving $400 a year on their wireless bill. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save $250 off any iPhone, including the brand new iPhone SE. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin from Coast to Coast. And if you got the CDC saying that we've been testing for the Chinese coronavirus all wrong, they don't call it that, but I do because I'm here to speak the truth. We've been testing for it all wrong. 
and the test is much too sensitive. And, you know, who knows? Maybe 90% of the positives have been false positives. If you got the CDC admitting finally that out of, what is it, like 180,000, they say, have now died from the Chinese communist coronavirus, only 9,200 of them didn't have any other comorbidities. We only know for sure that around 9,200 people actually died from COVID itself. Then why are we still wearing masks? I mean, it's just superstition at this point, right? You got the CDC itself saying, no need for you to even be tested unless you were within six feet of somebody symptomatic with the coronavirus for more than 15 minutes. How many of us would do that? This is, this is getting ridiculous. It's getting absolutely ridiculous. All right. 877-381-3811. Let me go to John, uh, Dr. John in Ocala, Florida. Dr. John, we got a couple of minutes until the bottom of the hour break. Let's make it count, brother. What you got? I'll tell you what. I've been taking care of COVID patients from day one here in Central Florida. You're right on with everything you've said. We had patients languishing in the hospitals who had fully recovered, who kept testing positive, because as the CDC said, they're going to continue to test positive. We, uh, they're not contagious, all right? We've also had death certificates. I signed death certificates, and yes, we're putting influenza, we're putting pneumonia, and if you put any of that down as a cause of death, you know, it's insinuated that it's COVID-19. That's the CDC told us to do that with nursing home patients. Mm. You know, it's presumed COVID-19. So a lot of these deaths would have been other viral illnesses or causes of pneumonia, but they've been attributed to COVID-19. And, and lastly, I've got to tell you uh, that the treatment of nursing home patients in this country has been abominable, abominable during this era. You know, they've been languishing. Doctors aren't visiting them. There's been ways, even when they got COVID-19, to prevent the progression of their symptoms. They have not been getting hydroxychloroquine. They've been not getting vitamin C. I can go on and on, but I do know. Okay, i got to ask some before I run out of time here, Dr. John O'Cala, Florida. Um, have you tried talking to your state senator, your state representative, because it sounds like the kind of thing that Governor DeSantis would want to know about and do something about. Well, Governor DeSantis called me when he heard I was one of the few docs who told my patients they don't have to wear masks everywhere, and I wrote about it. So, yeah, he's a great guy. This nursing home care I am just beginning to write about and talk about. You're the first person I've called after this 96-year-old patient of mine came in after two weeks of symptoms in nursing home, and he died yesterday. And honestly, even at 96, he could have survived from covid had he been treated in the nursing home in the early stages. Wow. Nursing homes are becoming death camps in this. They had wow. over the last six months become death uh, camps. Dr. John, i got to run to it, but please send me some of that info. I really appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you very much. More of your calls coming up at 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. 
It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Hey, Doc Washburn, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, from his affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas, News Radio 1029 KRN. So, um, turns out, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi visited a San Francisco hair salon yesterday afternoon for a wash and a blowout despite local ordinances, and uh, she didn't wear a mask. She didn't wear a mask. Nancy Pelosi, and you know what that means. The whole thing's a sham. She's 80 years old. If she believed that she was in danger, she would have worn a mask, wouldn't she? They're scamming all of us, aren't they? She's 80 years old. I'm kind of excited because a song like this is a gift. And as a talk show host, you feel like with a story like this, you need to get down on it. Can I get an amen from Cool and the Gang from back in the day? Yes! It's a scam. Nancy Pelosi is 80 years old. Now, I don't know if her her rumored love of alcohol would be an underlying condition. I don't know if the thing with the dentures is a comorbidity. I don't know, but she doesn't believe any of this. Because if she did... She would not have gone to that hair salon yesterday with no mask on. The stylist is wearing a mask. Andrew Cuomo, there's a picture of him out yesterday in public without a mask. Remember, Nancy Pelosi was the one who said that Trump slapped science right in the face because there were some people in the crowd of the RNC that weren't wearing a mask. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. The only reason they're still making us wear masks, and this goes for the governor of Arkansas, Republican Asa Hutchinson, as much as anybody else, I believe is because they like power. Yeah. And there is a uh, state legislator in Arkansas, a guy named Dan Sullivan, who is suing over that the the fact that the governor did not consult the legislature because you know we got these uh, what do you call um uh what's the word laws on the books unbelievable unfreaking believable 
All right, 877-381-3811. Let me go to uh, Kay in Missoula, Montana. Kay, you are on the uh, the uh, Mark Levin Show with Doc Washburn filling in. Hello. I'm happy to say that I'm actually from Kalispell, Montana, but nobody knows where Kalispell is, and they know where Missoula is. Well, I've heard of Kalispell, but I, you know, I'd have to kind of look on the map. It's up by Glacier National Park, one of the most beautiful places, I think, in the world. Especially this time of year. Oh, my gosh, yes. It is just, oh, you go up there, and I, I went up there a week ago, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. Okay, my question is, I'm a registered nurse, and one of the nurses' aides that I work with um, apparently tested positive for China virus. Yeah. And because I was within six feet of her for more than 15 minutes, I guess, mm-hmm. I needed to be quarantined until I could have a negative China virus test. Okay. And my employer called me Friday afternoon and said, you have to leave work. You can't see any more patients. I'm a home health nurse. Yeah. And you need to go get tested or quarantine until September 5th, which was 14 days after my exposure. Wow. And this call I got was a few days after that. So, you know, I was almost in the middle of the 14 days. Yeah. Anyway, I was tested, and I knew I was negative. I'm negative. Now, if they test me tomorrow, I might be positive. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I have a negative result here for my employer. Right. So I can go back to work. Except now I have to go in the morning and be fitted for an N95 mask. Because those little blue surgical masks are not effective. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So the kind of masks that they want the rest of us to wear aren't really... Effective. Uh-uh. Nope. You need an <laughs> N95. But they're reserving those for medical people. Okay. So my thoughts about this were, they're talking about the surge in China virus cases. Yeah. Positive. And I'm wondering, that you're positive until presumed negative. Or you're, sure. You're presumed positive until you test negative. So when the state get the um, the numbers to go into who's tested and, or who's who's positive and stuff? Yeah. Because I was presumed positive, am I counted in that surge of coronavirus, even though I never had it? I would guess you probably were. That's now, what I'm... What do, you, what do you think when you hear that the CDC is admitting some things like the, um, what is it called? The, the PCR test, is, is that the, um, which is, is, is way, way too sensitive. I think that's what they call the PCR. And so like 90% of the positives may have been negative. I mean, yeah, the PCR test. What, what do you think when you hear something like that or when you hear something like, you know, Fewer than 10,000 of the deaths have been from COVID only. Yeah, the polymerase chain reaction, the PCR test, to get down the DNA is way too sensitive. Do, do you hear these things and go, okay, wait a minute, so we've been doing this wrong all this time? I mean, you'd have a better 
uh, beat on this than I would as as a healthcare uh, professional yourself. What what do you think? I think we've been doing it wrong. I've thought all along we've been doing it wrong. Why are we testing people that are asymptomatic? Last early this summer, I worked for um, the county as a nurse that was testing people for the China virus, but they had to be asymptomatic. They couldn't have any symptoms. If they had symptoms, we told them they had to go to their doctor. <laughs> and now the CDC is going, well, if you don't have symptoms, eh, no big deal. Yeah. And, and, and we're all supposed to just uh, pretend that the emperor is wearing clothes, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I had a, a, a mask, and I tend to get a little, I don't know what you want to call it, not nice, I guess. But I had a, one of the blue masks that we're required to wear. Yeah. And I, our, our governor, is, is, his last name is Bullock, and I wrote on the front of my mask, because I'd heard somebody say this, and I thought, that sounds, that sounds good. I wrote Bullock Burka on it. <laughs> because the governor came out July 15th. I happened to be at work that day and said everybody had to start wearing a mask out in public now. Yeah. Well, see, your, your governor there in Montana actually identifies as a Democrat. Sometimes I think our governor in Arkansas just acts like a Democrat. Um, so, so is there any possibility of talking to your state senator, your state representative, saying, hey, What's the deal here? This is ridiculous and providing that person with some information. Well, that's a good idea. I never thought of that. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I don't know if in Kalispell or in Missoula, either one, you know, you got a Republican or a Democrat. I, I have no idea. But, um, you know, like I said earlier, the uh, Republican state rep who just got elected to state Senate here, uh, Dan Sullivan in Arkansas, is actually uh, mounting a lawsuit against the governor because he says you don't have the statutory authority to do what you're doing without the approval of the legislature by state law. And I'm wondering if it would be the same thing in in, uh, in Montana. You might want to, you know, contact your state senator and your state representative and find out. Um, but either way, I mean, a great call, great call, and, and I appreciate your call, Kay. God bless you. Thank you very much. All right, 877-381-3811. Let me go to uh, Marie in Palm Springs, California. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up, Marie? I love your show. Thank you. This show kind of really reactivated. I went to law school. I'm an investigator. Working part-time, you know, everybody's got to do. We just lost a friend. And our friend had COPD. He was way older. He had chronic bronchitis. You know, people who smoke. You know, he stayed away from everybody. But he died in his house. And he was so terrified to go see his doctor. Oh, my. And I'm wondering how many other elders or people are doing this because of the financial incentive, too. To your point with the testing with the CDC, what changed it? And people don't realize that if you actually go back... And Mark Levin really got me way back when with just details and investigation. This oh, yeah. is a repeat of Fauci's with AIDS. Look up the PCR test back in 1980 when AIDS was the epidemic. 
Okay, I had a cousin that died from AIDS, and he was giving all of this, and he was whistleblowing, and to this day we still think he got killed. Oh, my. You know, this is intentional infliction of emotional abuse. When people wear the mask, if you go back into the history of it, it's a format of submission. We know that a lot of these masks don't work. Unfortunately, I live in a state where it's loaded with Democratic senators. They won't listen to you because they just want the money. They're too busy starting fires in order to get more federal money because they can't balance a checkbook. And I thank God for Trump every day that he did the money the way he did because we would have never gotten it. There's people still starving and struggling and waiting, and there's people that are terrified. And it's like for the Democrats to think that they can do this by force when all people have to do is go to the Antifa website, and it's a fundraiser for Joe Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris's husband represents pharmaceutical industries that are heavily delved in vaccines. What does it tell you, what does it tell you, Marie, when you can pack a church for the funeral of George Floyd or John Lewis or uh, Elijah Cummings, but people aren't allowed to go see their own grandmother in the nursing home? I mean... This, it's just so wrong. It's just so wrong. Um, Marie, God bless you. I'm, I'm sorry for your, your loss, and I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. More of your calls coming up at the 877-381-3811 as we continue to do our best to speak the truth uh, to power. And before I go to the break, i gotta rem- I got to mention, several months ago, I heard one of the most heartbreaking phone calls when a nursing home operator in the great state of New York called Mark Levin on this very radio program and said, we have been begging Governor Cuomo and the health department, please don't send COVID positive patients to our nursing home. You're going to get people killed and they won't even respond to us. And now the DOJ, the Justice Department, wants all the records from states like New York that did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pray for the re-election of Donald J. Trump. All right, 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn continuing filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. You know what I hate? Overpaying for something. We're already taxed to death. Then you pile on all the other services holding us hostage to high rates. Home internet, cable, utilities. Then there's your cell phone bill. AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. They all want to charge you for data you'll never need and so-called perks you'll never use. Thank goodness for Pure Talk USA. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same coverage, same towers, same bars, but costs you half with no contract and no excessive fees. Right now, enjoy unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data, all for just $20 a month. The average person is saving $400 a year on their wireless bill. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save $250 off any iPhone, including the brand new iPhone SE. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast.
All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, at Little Rock, Arkansas. So, were Dr. Fauci and the Surgeon General lying in March when they say you don't have to wear masks if you don't have symptoms? Or are they lying now saying you got to, got to, got to, got to, got to wear masks? Are they ignoring the CDC saying, well, you know, you're not really in danger unless um, you're within six foot, in six feet, within six feet of uh, somebody who has it and is symptomatic um, for more than 15 minutes. Are they just ignoring all this? Who's paying attention? I'm trying to. 877-381-3811. Let's go to Rob in one of the original subdivisions in the country, Levittown, New York. Rob, you're on the uh, Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up, sir? Hey, Doc. How are you? You know, I just want to talk to people as the average healthy American. Uh, I'm 30, so I wouldn't consider myself too young, but, you know, I'm pretty young. I didn't buy this thing from the beginning, but I followed the rules. I played their game. And then about two months into the China virus, I said, the hell with this mask, the hell yeah. with social distancing. Yeah. You know, and I washed my hands like a normal sanitary human being would before you eat, after you go to the bathroom. Sure. You know, I didn't go crazy. And right. I think this just proves to most people what they need to understand is we have this thing called an immune system. We are designed to fight viruses. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know where this crazy idea came that if we don't all wear masks, we're putting everybody at risk. This fear that's being driven by the left-wing media it has really gotten to people. And I'm talking people that I would never imagine would be walking around cowering down to Cuomo in a mask. <laughs> really? Because obviously I, I, there is a built-in subgroup of people in New York who wish he'd never gotten elected governor. I mean, is that is that kind of folks you're talking about, Rob? Well, and and the eleven thousand poor families, and you know, I'm sure that number is higher. But you know, who had to deal with their loved ones being killed by a governor's mismanagement of the virus, and then somehow he turns around and blames the federal government. It's really amazing to me. Yeah, when he forced all those people in those nursing homes, and uh, Janice Dean lost her father-in-law and mother-in-law. She's a meteorologist over at Fox News, and she just retweeted something out there on Twitter about how the state is fighting Freedom of Information Act requests to find out more info on that. But, you know, CNN, the whole mainstream media are acting like uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo is, is some kind of hero. And to me, he's got the blood of, like you say, 11,000 people on his hands. They're, they're, they're trying to blame Trump for, the, for all the deaths in the whole country, and now we find out that 94% of them might not have even been for COVID because they had you know, cancer or emphysema or something else. It, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Rob, I appreciate your call, brother. God bless you. Thank you very much. And remember, remember, there's no law against getting in that long line for a U-Haul in New York and coming south where a barbecue is a... Uh, Actually, a kind of meat instead of a cookout. Oh, don't get me started. All right, more coming up. uh, Another hour of the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. And there is a... uh... Oh, oh soap opera, spooky soap opera from the uh, mid-60s to the early 70s that is trending on social media right now, Dark Shadows. And I'm old enough to remember it. Don't tell anybody. It's just between you and me. But I, uh, I checked to see why it was trending. And it turns out that uh, President Trump used that term while talking to Laura Ingram. And it went Something like this. I'd like to mention Biden because he's not controlling anything. Who, who do you they think control. is pulling Biden's strings? Uh, is it former Obama? People officials? that you've never heard of, people that are in the dark shadows, people that. Oh, what are, does that mean? That sounds like conspiracy theory. Dark shadows. No, what is people that? that you haven't heard of. They're, they're people that are on the streets, they're people that are controlling the streets. We had somebody get on a plane from a certain city this weekend. And in the plane, it was almost completely loaded with with thugs wearing these dark uniforms, black uniforms with gear and this and that. They're they're on a plane. Where's the where's this? I'll tell you sometime, but it's under investigation right now. But they came from a. And that's where it stopped. I got to tell you something. Donald Trump plays the mainstream media and the Democratic Party machine, but I repeat myself, like a Stradivarius violin. He does. And i got to tell you something else. Senator Rand Paul, he and his wife were accosted the other night, I believe it was Thursday night, when they came out of the uh, White House grounds by very violent people who were threatening to kill him And he is now calling for a complete federal investigation. He wants to know who paid for the plane tickets. I mean, a lot of laws were broken that night. And it wasn't just against uh, Rand Paul and his wife. Uh, Mike Huckabee said he encountered the same kind of thing. Alice Johnson, African-American lady who was set free when President Trump did his second chance prison reform deal after being in jail for many, many years because of the the crime bill that Joe Biden pushed through in the 90s, she was accosted by some of these violent people coming out of the White House grounds. She said they said things to her she'd never heard before in her life. Things she had never heard before in her life. So that's kind of a uh, a verbal shot across the bow that President Trump did. 
because you cannot be paying attention and think that Joe Biden is in charge of his campaign. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Yesterday, I'm sitting on the sofa in my living room. The polls are getting all screwed up for Biden. So they flew him from Wilmington, Delaware to Pittsburgh to do a 12-minute speech in a hall that was empty except for like four or five reporters that were way, way far away from him. They did not try to ask any questions whatsoever. And this whole time, for months now, I've been saying there's no way his handlers will let him take a debate stage with Donald Trump. He can't even stand up for 90 minutes, much less field questions. You seen the commercial Trump put out uh, recently? What happened to Joe Biden? They show him in 2015, 2016, just sharp as a tack. And now he's just fumbling around, mumbling, losing his train of thought. Has no idea what's going on around him. So, Monday, yesterday, I'm sitting there watching Biden's 12-minute speech, and I said a prayer. I said, Lord, please let him fall apart here so everybody will see the truth. And then this happened. It's only 19 seconds long. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. More lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years. Okay. All right. This guy, he's gone. And you know he's gone. I mean, how are you going to tell me that he's going to be able to get on a debate stage and put up a verbal fight with Donald Trump like he did with, say, Paul Ryan eight years ago, in which even Republicans are like, man, Ryan should have brought his A game, and it didn't do too well against Joe. He's not there anymore. So I'm watching Fox News after Biden's speech. I watched it for an hour and a half. After Biden's speech, Melissa Francis and then Dana Perino and they brought in one guest after another, sometimes two or three at a time. Nobody mentioned that obvious fumble. Nobody mentioned no questions from the press at the end of the thing. And I'm like, okay, wait. Um, those are the things that caught my eye. I mean, look, no, 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 no. Look, I'm sure that... It, Last night, I didn't get a chance to watch um, Sean and, and Laura. I'm sure they brought it up. I watched part of Tucker. Didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. He probably brought it up. But I've said it before. I'll say it again. Joe Biden's not actually running for president. Their internal polling, I guarantee you, is a lot worse 
is a lot worse than the public polling. And, 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 and listen, I saw Jared Kushner go on a couple of weeks ago with Brett Baer, and Brett Baer is one of my favorite news guys. I got nothing against him. But he was asking Jared Kushner about the polls, and Jared, Jared mentioned, okay, well, Brett, your, your poll there that you're citing, of course, is they, they, they questioned registered voters, not likely voters. And Brett's like, okay, I take your point. I wonder why they do that. And I wonder why everybody pretends that these same public polls that were so horribly wrong four years ago are now the Bible. All right? And for that matter, I've never understood polls that are popular vote polls. That's not the way our electoral system works, is it? We have an electoral college for a reason, don't we? And twice within the last hundred years, a president was elected when he didn't actually carry the popular vote. 2000 with George W. and 2016 with Trump. I mean, the the 2000 with George W., that was the first one in, well, since the 1800s. Anyway, your thoughts are welcome, as always, at 877-381-3811. Before we run to the break, let me uh, try to squeeze a call in here. Uh, John in Columbia, South Carolina, says you're a Marine vet. We appreciate your service to our country. Brother, what's up? Hey, uh, yeah, I appreciate taking the call. uh, One of the uh, issues, I'm a federal employee, uh, Marine vet, 29 years and I have a prediction, since you're making them, uh, that on November 4th, uh, the president will actually order federal employees back to work. Because I'm going to tell you, it was very yeah. lonely in my building. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. And I think Fauci's gone November 4th. I mean, this has just been, it's just been a travesty, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I mean, I, I thank God that President Trump didn't act like an emperor. He just gave out some guidelines based on the best information he had from Fauci and Burks, the guidelines to the governors. And unfortunately, 40 of them shut their, their, their states down. But I like this Scott Atlas guy that he's got now. And, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it does get back to normal. At least, you know, like you say, for federal employees on, on November 4th, I don't know what it's going to take for – Governor Gavin Newsom in California, Governor Cuomo in New York, uh, even my Republican governor in Arkansas. I was like, well, you know, when we get a vaccine, I'm like, dude, no, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Because the CDC is saying that perhaps 90% of of the positives are false because PCR test is way, way, way too sensitive, way too exacting. And now we find out that, um, only 6% of the deaths they are counting as COVID died of only COVID. Everybody else is a whole bunch of other comorbidities. It's crazy, John. But, um, John, are we going to celebrate on the evening of November 3rd? 
I hope so, uh, but I don't think it matters one way or the other. I think uh, our government is paying federal employees to be at work, and yeah. guess what? I yeah. believe we all should be at work. Um, okay. You know, I've been encouraged and actually kind of uh, coerced to do the same, but I uh, I get paid to do my job, and guess what? I'm at work. Yeah, yeah. Amen, brother. God bless you. Again, appreciate your service. Thank you very much. More of your calls coming up at 877-381-3811. Do you, do you think it's possible that Joe Biden would take a debate stage with Donald Trump for 90 minutes? Pelosi already said he shouldn't. Jimmy Fallon said he shouldn't. I mean, how's the guy even going to stand up and sound coherent for 90 minutes? He can't do it. And I think we all know that, don't we? 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Doc Washburn filling you for the great one. Mark Levin and President Trump and Attorney General William Barr were in Kenosha, Wisconsin today. I got a clip from uh, the president. I got a clip from the Attorney General, and then we'll try to go to your calls at 877-381-3811. Here's the president of the United States of America. Uh, Violent mobs demolished or damaged at least 25 businesses, burned down public buildings and threw bricks at police officers, which your police officers won't stand for, and they didn't stand for it. These are not acts of peaceful protest, but really domestic terror. My administration coordinated with the state and local authorities to very, very swiftly deploy the National Guard, surge federal law enforcement to Kenosha and stop the violence. And I strongly support the use of the National Guard in other cities, and the same thing would be happening if we did that. You'd have the same thing happen in Portland. It would happen very quickly. It would all be over very, very quickly. Yeah, but even though Antifa is trying to burn down the apartment building that the mayor of Portland lives in, he doesn't want any federal help. Ted Wheeler, Ted Wheeler. Oh, my goodness. The looting and the arson were unacceptable. Oh, by the way, sorry, this is the Attorney General, William Barr. The looting and the arson were unacceptable. And as it progressed, it became more and more distant from the issue of racial justice. It was violence for violence's sake. And once again, we saw the hijacking uh, of a protest by a hardcore group of, of radicals uh, who were carrying out, planning, 
a coordinated, violent attack on law enforcement, on public property, and on private property. And that can't be tolerated. These are the, the same people, many of them who came from out of town. Out of 175 arrests, 100 were from out of town. And some, uh, these are the same people using the same tactics that have been used in various cities, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Chicago, now Kenosha, Portland. Can't put up with it. Cannot put up with it. And they come across state lines, and that's federal. And you got a problem. All right, 877-381-3811. James in Las Vegas. Uh, from the great, listen to the great uh, KDWN in Vegas. You're on Mark Levin Show, Doc Washburn filling in. Got a couple of minutes, brother. Appreciate your patience. What's up? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm a frequent listener, first-time caller. I enjoy Mr. Levin's work, and uh, you're doing a great job, Mr. Washburn. Thank you. Carrying the mantle while he's away. Thank Uh, you. It's my personal prediction, my belief that, and I might be wrong, but, you know, what do you, would you put it past the Democrats? I think that about 10 days before the election, Sleepy Joe will step up to the mantle uh, with uh, Kamala Harris by his side. He'll make a, a, a plea, a frantic plea to the protesters, to the American people to let's just all stop the rioting, stop the protesting. Then just like a water faucet, they'll turn it off. The streets will be quiet and calm because I truly believe they're in bed together. Okay, so give them a couple days after that. They're going to put their TV ads together, and the message will be uh, when President Trump couldn't and wouldn't and didn't want to quail yeah. the violence, private citizen Joe stepped in. And uh, You know, that, that's, that's intriguing, and that would not surprise me, James. That's an interesting theory, but when, when, when you've got Antifa trying to burn down the apartment building, that the very liberal Democrat mayor of Portland lives in, I'm not sure, but I think they might be out of control at this point. Got 30 seconds. Go for it. Well, true. And you know what's scary, though? They've, they've learned how to mobilize. Yeah. They've learned how to, they've learned how to, because I think they had uh, plenty of planning from the Wall Street day, the Wall Street whack job group. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Mobilize? Yeah. They, yeah. they, right. They know how to mobilize. They know how to plan. There's a lot of money involved. No, you're in right. It. You're right. I, I got to run to it, brother. God bless you. Thank you very much. If you see the video of the guy that got shot the other night in Portland, it was obviously a group activity and they were very well trained and they got out of there. The shooter got out of there very quickly with the police right around the corner. Don't ever let anybody tell you that Antifa is not organized. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one. Mark Levin, more coming up straight ahead. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us. 
we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. Hey, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one. Mark Levin from his affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas, News Radio 1029 KARN. Um, haven't had a chance to mention much about Jacob Blake, uh, have we? Um, now, the, the riots and the looting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, were supposedly a result of the police shooting Jacob Blake. I mean, they had riots uh, and looting the other day in Minneapolis because a murder suspect decided to commit suicide when the cops are closing in on that. That was enough. That was enough for people in Minneapolis to loot a Target store. But in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where they tried to burn everything to the ground, um, New York Post says the police involved in the shooting of Jacob Blake, which touched off a fresh wave of angry anti-police sentiment across the country, were attempting to arrest him for violating a restraining order stemming from an alleged sexual assault. 29-year-old Jacob Blake was forbidden from going to the Kenosha home of the alleged victim from the May 3rd incident, and police were dispatched Sunday following a 911 call saying he was there. The responding officers were aware he had an open warrant for felony sexual assault, According to dispatch records and the Kenosha Professional Police Association, which released a statement on the incident on Friday, Jacob Blake, who was paralyzed in the shooting, had been handcuffed to his hospital bed due to the warrant, which was vacated Friday, according to a statement released by his lawyers, uh, by his lawyer, Benjamin Crump. Oh, Benjamin Crump. Yes, of course. He always turns up. First heard about him when he was lawyer for Trayvon Martin's family. Crump said Jacob Blake's restraints were removed, but he's still facing the criminal charges. Blake is accused in a criminal complaint, which was obtained by the New York Post, of breaking into the home of a woman he knew and sexually assaulting her. The victim, who was only identified by her initials in the paperwork, told police she was asleep in bed with one of her children when Jacob Blake came into the room about 6 o'clock in the morning and allegedly said, I want my expletive deleted. I can't really say what he did next, but it certainly qualifies as sexual assault, allegedly. The officer who took her statement said she had a very difficult time telling the officer, and cried as she told how the defendant assaulted her. Um, I wonder, you know, I hear Drew Brees, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, has decided to put Jacob Blake's name on his helmet. I wonder if he knows about the allegations against Jacob Blake, and I wonder if it would matter at this point. I mean, I thought maybe 
since they screwed up all the professional sports and the NBA ratings are down the tubes, Major League Baseball ratings are down the tubes. I've been a Major League Baseball fan since I was 10, 10 years old. I haven't watched one game since they started back. NFL ratings are getting ready to go down the tubes because you got uh, Commissioner, uh, what's the guy's name? Roger Goodell. Saying, well, you know, we really should have listened to Colin Kaepernick. Yup, yup, uh, he wasn't really uh, protesting against the flag or the troops or the police. We really should have uh, listened to him, even though he said he was. <laughs> so I wonder if it uh, would matter to these people. Because now I'm thinking, well, at least we still have college football. And now, and now, and now. And now Alabama, the Crimson Tide. Nick Saban yesterday leads uh, his athletes in some kind of march for social justice. Social justice. Okay, Mr. Saban, Coach Nick, what 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 is social justice? What what are you marching for? Are you just trying to f- come to the conclusion that maybe it would be easier to just go along to get along? as opposed to telling your young charges, 18, 19, 20 years old, what's up? What's really going on? Is that the deal? Because that sure looks like it with a lot of these sports figures. It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. 877-381-3811. Let me go to uh, Bonnie in Colorado Springs. Bonnie, you're, I'm sorry, what? Is Bonnie still there? Bonnie's gone. Sorry about that, Chief. All right. In, in that case, uh, let me go to um, uh, Barry in Woodland Park, New Jersey. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. Hey, Doc. Good to talk to you. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Thanks for covering everything you're covering. I'm going back to COVID, if that's yeah. okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, all right. I was down in Florida this week, and I actually flew for the first time. and Boy, that was fun. And got to a great state of Florida. And I got the news about the CDC. And I got excited. And I started texting my family members and my friends going. And I knew the data was wrong from the beginning. Wow. I live in New Jersey. Okay. DMV can't get it straight. How the hell are they going to get this straight? (laughs) You got a point there. Anytime it comes to government-issued, you know, businesses, they can't get it right. This is a big one, right? Right, right. So my friend says to me, well, that's not really, they're not happy. They're not rejoicing. Wait a minute. They don't want to be free? They are Democrats. Oh, I got you. This is a political issue that I cannot believe. A pandemic. Sure. It's a political issue. And when you look at the case numbers, you're talking about 9,700 people have died from COVID alone. Now, I don't even know if I trust that number. They're still doing data stuff, right? Right, sure, yeah. Um, okay, so the seasonal flu, 33,000 people at least, including a lot of young children without underlying conditions. Right. Why isn't the media opening up the schools? Why isn't anybody talking about this right now? Okay, I don't know what his political beliefs are. He's a great singer. Wait a minute, you were muffled there. Who, who are you talking about? Blake Shelton. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, the country, the country star. Yeah, the guy's on TV all the time, yeah. Yeah, he tweeted this out. 
he got ridiculed. And everyone said, you're putting up fake information. Mm. Well, I did the research. I didn't actually. My son went on the CDC and found it for me. And yeah. It is on their website. Sure, sure it is. Correct? Uh, absolutely. Well, yes, got, ma'am. He got attacked. Well, and, and it's because, uh, Barry, I think it's for the same reason that a few months ago you had a lot of these epidemiologists and and healthcare workers in the whole COVID realm saying, you know what, social justice is more important than social distancing, and they were applauding the people going out there and peacefully protesting against the death of George Floyd, mask or no mask. You know, it is political for these people. It really is. And it's a shame. And like some of our early callers, and I appreciate your call, Barry. God bless you. Like some of our earlier callers, I believe things are going to get back to normal on November 4th. That's that's when it's going to start in a lot of places. All right, 877-381-3811. want to go to uh, Ben in Clyde, Arizona. Ben, you are on the Doc, uh, the uh, Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. Maybe I'll figure out where I am here in a minute. What's up, Ben? <laughs> hey, good show. I'm really. Can I swerve a little bit here because on the COVID? Yeah, I agree with, and I appreciate you presenting that information. Sure, but I see you uh, want to talk uh, about the electoral college. So that's that's something we've been talking about too. Yes, uh, basically, what I want to alert people to is that this there the 26 states that actually passed laws which said that the electoral college must vote how the uh, majority voted. That's illegal. Oh, of Article course, it's two, illegal. Yeah, yeah. Well, Article I two states. Are you clearly, sure it's twenty six states? That's what I heard. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think it was that many. But anyway, go ahead. Worries the devil out of me because you know that's that means they're going to try to steal the vote because yeah. they'll pack it. But the uh, the second article of the Constitution uh, says clearly that the only thing they have the authority to do is appoint the electors. Right, 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 exactly. And, see, here's the thing that you don't want to lose sight of. Uh, Donald Trump and his campaign team are paying attention to all this kind of stuff. And just like when uh, Nevada a few weeks ago announced, well, we're just going to send mail-out ballots to everybody that's still on the voter rolls, and immediately the Trump campaign filed suit. So don't don't ever... Make the mistake some people make of thinking that Donald Trump doesn't have agency himself, that he is not paying attention, that he doesn't have very, very bright people and very bright attorneys working for him who are taking, uh, who are paying attention. Does, does that make sense? He does have some good people, but he has some bad people because you don't fight a fight after you've always been, already been kicked in the teeth and laying on the ground. Right. You get the. In. You need to have a lawsuit against these states before the election, because afterwards they're going to say, well, it's a moot point. That's that's uh, my big concern. I'm counting. Yeah, 16 states, 16 states have passed the na- national popular vote bill. Um, but it's weird because, uh, you know, last time around. Last time around. You know, it didn't it didn't work in all those states. So I don't I don't know because, like you say, it's unconstitutional and it is illegal. Uh, but there is a uh, 
there is a map out there. I, I just, you know what, I, I, I Googled the words, states passed laws, electoral college, popular vote, and I came up with this, um, uh, the website of these horrible people, um, uh, and and it has the uh, the ones that, you know, had actually passed the law. Washington, Oregon, California, Colorado, New Mexico, Hawaii, Illinois, D.C., of course, not a state, Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. But here's the thing, and, and this is just between you and me. I don't want to, you know, keep this on the down low, even though we are on the air, being listened to by millions of people. Um, Trump's going to win the popular vote this time. <laughs> it's going to be a landslide, and it's not even going to be close. But um, I appreciate your call, brother. Thank you very much, Ben and Clyde, Arizona. Uh, the Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, uh, continues, continues uh, with your calls. More calls coming up at 877-381-3811. Now let's see if I can say it in actual proper English syntax. Uh, more coming up. I'm Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Um, recent comments from Joe Biden about what's going on in the world. Um, now, what was it he said about fracking? Uh, earlier he said he was against it, and now he's saying, uh, you know, in Pennsylvania, of course I'm not getting rid of fracking. Do, do we have the, uh, the actual, let me, let me see what we got here. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand. Oh, no. And it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs. No. That turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. Wait, wait, no. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool. Oh, no. And rub my leg down. Oh, no. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. Oh, no. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. What? And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Roaches. Oh, good grief. There's, let me say it again. This guy is not running for president actually, okay? And there's no way in the world he cannot take a debate stage for 90 minutes with Donald Trump. Jimmy Fallon and Nancy Pelosi are begging him not to. Uh, let's see if we can uh, squeeze a couple of calls in here. 877-381-3811. Ivan in Lowell, Maryland. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washington filling in. What's up, sir? Hey, what's up, Doc? <laughs> 
Hey, listen, I, I believe the Democrat hierarchy, I believe they know that they will, will not win. They, they know that Biden is a compromised candidate. And yeah. I just believe that, that the only thing that they have, their only objective at this point is chaos. And those close to Biden, they know that, you know, he, he has zero chance of winning. And right. they've already told you, Nancy said no to debates. Hillary said no to surrender. And their, their go-to strategy of racism has backfired yeah. because, because there's good black Democrats that don't want riots and looting. And, and they've started to walk and division and they've started to walk away. The coronavirus is losing steam because unless you're, um, uh, you're uh, over 55, excuse me, and have, uh, uh, you know, uh, pre-existing conditions, that you're, you're not in danger. I think the only thing, the only AC hole that they have is the, is the chaos caused by, the, by mail-in voting. And they're not going to give that up. And, and Hillary, again, she told you that. She said no, no surrender. And I think that since they cannot win, you know, the, the election, uh, I think their goal is simply chaos and anarchy. And I, I truly believe that. Thank you very much. All right, I appreciate your call, Ivan. Thank you very much. God bless you. I think he nailed it there, and I think uh, Donald Trump's going to have a lot more of the uh, the black vote this time around than any Republican candidate in a long time. Uh, let me go to uh, Mike Casper, Wyoming, listening on the great AM twelve thirty KVOC. Mike got about a minute and a half. Let's make it count, brother. What you got? That's good. Um, I'm from Wyoming. We're a conservative state. What I what I don't get is these people that are recidivists running from the police. Not yeah. complying with law and order, yeah. and they get shot, and everyone gets butt hurt over it. I don't get it. I was a cop for ten years. I'm ex-military. I think the whole state of Wyoming is conservative. Yeah, I like to think that way. Hillary I, only I, took I, one county in your state um, uh, in 2016. Yeah, you, you know, Donald Trump took every other county. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, why are these people running from the police and not complying? They're They've got criminal backgrounds, every one of them, and they get shot. Yeah. And everyone feels sorry for them. I don't get it. I think it's a cultural thing, and I think if you look at people who grow up in a two-parent household, mom and dad stay married and raise the kids, I don't care if you're black, white, or whatever, you're very, very unlikely to get involved in violent crime. Uh, but it's it's a cultural thing, uh, Mike, and it is, it's a crying shame. Sir, we appreciate your service to our country, and we appreciate your service to your community and law enforcement. God bless you. Thank you very much. Look, I just want to mention here real quickly, uh, former talk show host uh, Neil Bortz said the other day on Twitter, please join me to pray for Rush Limbaugh. He's fighting an infection with a badly suppressed immune system. Ignore the inevitable hate-filled comments of the left and ask for God's help for our friend. Thank you. And Rush Limbaugh uh, has done so much for this country and is the reason I have a job, probably the reason just about anybody or everybody in talk radio have a job. So it'd be a really good idea to be praying for Rush Limbaugh these days. I'm Doc Washburn. uh, My seventh time filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I can't say thank you enough uh, to Mr. Levin, to uh, Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener, Justin filling in for Mr. Producer. God bless you guys. God bless America. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. I'm Doc Washburn from Little Rock. Until we meet again, God bless. Thank you so much. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.